the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. We'll sit on the couch and do a little stock talk. Let's do a little coffee talk. What a week it's been, really. Seriously, right? On Monday, we started out thinking, huh, what's going to happen on Tuesday? What's going to happen on Thursday? Tuesday being the midterm elections, Thursday being consumer price inflation. There's some other little things here and there like jobs data on first-time unemployment claims. We knew that the week would end with the Black Panther sequel coming out on Friday. I will see it. Kind of, that's one of the few superhero movies where I was like, that was kind of different. McDonald's was trading an all-time high on Monday morning when we started the week, which is kind of a weird thing to say because you don't talk a lot about a lot of all-time highs right now, do you? This has been a pretty tough year, and yet ba-da-ba-ba-ba has done well. We worried about the midterm elections. If Democrats keep the Senate, hospitals, Medicaid, HMOs, clean energy, utilities, municipal bonds could all do well. If Republicans sweep Congress, energy, defense, pharmaceuticals, and biotech would be positioned favorably. I don't think we really knew who won the midterm elections yet, do we? We know that it wasn't a route, and we know that President Trump, former President Trump, has lost some sway. On Monday, we all bought Powerball tickets to the tune of, I'm going to win $2 billion. And then they didn't even do the drawing. There's some sort of technical glitch. And then some cheater from Altadena, California, which is close to Pasadena, but it's called Altadena, which I don't know if this is true or not. The myth that I was explained. Altadena was land granted to people of color by California as a way of saying, you know, we want people of color to own land too in Southern California. And it turned into a pretty good location to own property with very little uh, cost push. But I don't know if that story is true. I was told that like one night at a bar 20 years ago in California. I was in Altadena just to say okay so tuesday rolls around and we await election results we look at things like prop 27 and we go do we want online gambling in california and that's where i ask you i i don't make the decision for you i know that 30 states have online gambling i know that california would be a big thing for draft kings for bet mgm for FanDuel, and i see the commercials all the time so it's kind of annoying you're watching Thursday night football. That's going to be funny. I was going to say, you're watching Tuesday night football, and you'd be like, there's no Tuesday night football. Rob, I'm on to you. In the commercials are essentially nonstop. My spouse this week on Wednesday, I had to do a short show in large part because uh, she woke up and couldn't walk. 
we're thinking pinched nerve, pinched nerve. She can't walk. It's painful. It's throbbing. How do you have a pinched nerve in your leg in the middle of the night? Turns out the dog slept on it. Funny, it dislocated her knee. And yesterday, she's in so much pain. She's like, I can vomit. And the doctors, they, they won't take me until early December. So this would be a long time, Rob. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'm going to divorce you. I can't, I, I can't live with somebody who's vomiting nonstop. And then her knee just popped back into place and like, Doo. you know, the moral of that story, we're getting old. And as we get older, your body falls apart. Take care of it. She's never been a gym rat. With that being said, she's not, you know, 500 pounds. Uh, she eats intelligently. She walks. She's exercises. Beautiful woman. But we're getting older. All of us. Thursday, we got to see Bitcoin plunge. That was fun. I know you're saying you're a jerk. Um, Sam Bakeman Freed, SBF, SBF. Um, genius, 30 years old, multi-billionaire, digital currency king, always gets onto CNN, CNBC, Bloomberg, whatever you think of, he's there. He's got a little bit of a uh, Caucasian Afro going, like he's very iconic for his hair. And he loses 94% of his wealth in one day as his FTX, which is a, uh, a cryptocurrency exchange. An exchange means they make a market. Not U.S. regulated, foreign-based, but that's where they tell, hey, teenagers of America or millennials of America, come to FTX. We love you. We have a great app. We'll accept you. Foreign-based. Flag, 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 flag. Why foreign-based? No regulation. When you're out of Bermuda. On Wednesday this week, it was worth $14 million. On Thursday, it was or Tuesday was worth 14 million on Wednesday it was worth nothing. And people who used FTX the app and bought Bitcoin could be down to the tune of six billion dollars. But that's not even to like the funnier part. Like here's the funny part. Aaron Rodgers took money in Bitcoin. Clay Thompson, Odell Beckham Jr. And they're all doing Super Bowl commercials like, hey, look at me, I'm a Bitcoin billionaire. What are you doing, loser slubs? Tom Brady, his hot wife, Giselle Bunjan. And you're saying, oh, Rob, they've split his hot ex-wife, Giselle Bougin. Giselle, call me. Call me. I don't mind that you have three or four kids with Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. I'm not going to have trouble like, being in a relationship with you because you've been with the greatest of all time. But we kind of knew Bitcoin was a problem two years ago in the Super Bowl commercials when Gronkowski's talking about it, when Larry David's talking about it. Where Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady and uh, you named the celebrity and it, it was there. And then you heard the forum, the fabulous LA forum. One of the most iconic arenas in the world. Jack Nicholson sits on the sidelines. Crypto.com. The forum becomes crypto.com. Staples Center. Staples Center. You know how it's all gone. The FTX Arena in Miami. Whoops. <laughs> that, that name's going to change next year. Uh, now selling the Miami Heat naming rights for the stadium. Now selling. That's all kind of problematic, is it not? So yesterday we had a big day. The Nasdaq was up 7.3%. The greatest day ever, it feels like. The stock market went B-A-N-A-N-A-S bananas. The S&P 500 was up 5.5%. What an amazing day. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 
deep gratitude to all veterans, anyone who served this country. My father did. Um, I grew up a military uh, brat. Deep gratitude. That is a different lifestyle that you take on. It is an amazing lifestyle that teaches you leadership. It's an amazing lifestyle that takes anyone from Bakersfield to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, the cornfields of Iowa, and it gives kids jobs. It gives them training. You can call them warmongers, or you could say they're a job placement service for people who fall through the cracks of poverty, for people who don't have direction in high school. It's a pretty cool uh, uh, culture, in my opinion. So the markets went bananas yesterday. Everything was up. Bitcoin was even up. I would say this is your opportunity to get out of Bitcoin before it goes to 12,000. But I'm just telling you what everyone else is telling you. So you do you. Uh, I think it's broken right now. With that said, I think Bitcoin and Ethereum survive. I don't think any coins do. I would own no stable coins. And and again, I don't know. Let me really, really preface this. I don't know digital currencies. I'm regurgitating what everyone else is saying right now. With a lot of Wall Street research, that's what I'm telling you. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. So I grew up an American child, and I love America, and I feel it's one of the greatest things in the world. My father was in the military. My father's long dead. It's Veterans Day. I'm shouting out to him right now. Not that that means anything, but uh, I love America. And growing up in America, one of the things we all love is our game shows, right? And don't we all have a fantasy of going on um, Wheel of Fortune and solving it and totally doing it wrong or totally hitting a home run? Then we all have a fantasy of being on Price of Right and hearing Rob Black, come on down. You're the next contestant. Where am I going with this? Yesterday, I took a little nap. It was one of those like really weird two o'clock in the afternoon naps because wife has a dislocated kneecap, can't walk, pinched nerve. I'm doing double duty. I'm driving. I'm picking up. I'm doing radio. I'm doing TV. I'm doing research. I know you're saying that sounds like a Caucasian problem that I'd like to have from a a, a high paid job. Yes, it is all that true, 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 true. Check, 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 check. But um, so I took a little dirt nap, a little cat nap, not dirt nap, dirt nap. I'm dead. Cat nap, just 15 minutes, and I heard in my head, "Inflation, come on down. You're the next contestant." And I was like, "Wait, wait, did I just blend the inflation report with my American dream?" On Veterans Day of coming down on prices, right? That's right. Yesterday's inflation report came down, but even more importantly, there was a trucking company in the United States, big trucking company, that told us their rates are coming down. So you had the corporate side of it, the trucker. I know you're saying truckers aren't corporate. Yeah, they are. It's big business. So keep in mind, transports to me are many, many, many things. There's planes that take us on vacation and take businesses, people around the world. There's trains that deliver everything from the ports. There's automobiles and they're like, that's it. That's everything in my room right now. I'm looking at my room and I'm going to play romper room. Do you remember Mrs. Sally? Miss Sally? 
I see a light, a camera, a keyboard, a microphone, a computer. It all came from a truck. Trucking is a really, the U.S. transports is a really important index to look at. And you'll see the U.S. economy is picking up when you see the U.S. transports index picking up. It tells you that we feel comfortable going on vacations, that businesses feel comfortable so that employees ought to go get business because it's a big ticket to put someone in a plane and then put them in a hotel. The trucking and the trains tell us that we're we're developing, we're we're building cars in Mexico. We're building cars in China. They're coming to the United States. They're being put on a train. Planes, trains, autos, or trucks. I I think you can throw that. Dow Jones Transport Index is really, really important to look at. It's a leading indicator. Wall Street looks six months in the future. And it may be to you like a seance where you're like, I don't really believe what's going on. Wait, wait, wait. What did Uncle Jerry say? Wall Street is a, a Wall Street will turn higher before the economy turns higher. Wall Street will turn lower as our economy before our economy turns lower. What's happening right now is telling us in six months from now, it's going to be pretty tough out there. But the re- snapback that we had yesterday is telling you it, it could, we could break out of it. We could, we could do it. So inflation yesterday, let's talk a little bit about it. It showed the United States consumer price growth came in lower than expected in October. Dropped from the month before. It's a hopeful sign that Fed Chair, Jerome Powell, Jay Powell, Jay Powell, whatever you want to call him, I don't care. That rate hikes, yesterday's CPI number came down to the point of 7.7%. It's the slowest rate since January. Keep in mind, the Federal Reserve has only been raising its rates seven months ago. So we're starting to feel what they're doing. And now, oh, now we're getting it, Jerome Powell. What's pushing inflation lower? Price of goods. There's price of goods and prices of services. We're going to need that other side to go lower too, not just the goods. So we saw price of goods go lower in apparel and used cars. Carvana basically is a used car sales company, and they're basically gone. Economists have been expecting goods inflations to chill out. Chill out, baby. Now that supply chain bottlenecks have been cleared, it's encouraging to see that's starting to show up in the data. It should mean the Fed Reserve can say 50 basis points, 25 basis points, or we're going to pause for 30 days and see if they continue. Now, they don't want the inflation to come down over the next two years. They want it to come down now. The way it's dropping right now is over the next two years. So we're not going to be at our 2% to 2% level where the Fed desired level is until 2024. I hate to tell you people, I can do math. You can do math. It's coming down at a very slow pace. So either it's going to steamroll from here or the Fed has to stay, how shall we say, uh, stern, attentive, on top of. We're thinking soft landing. Yesterday is what Wall Street said. We're thinking soft landing from that recession coming up. And we're going to hit the weirdest recession in the world because it's not, I don't think it's going to be felt completely in the jobs market. Typically, when you talk about recessions in the United States, you're talking about 7%, 8%, 9%, 10% unemployment. And then you break down like ethnic groups and you're like, blacks are at 20% for teenagers or 18, 25-year-old bracket. And you're like, whoa. 
there truly is a class system in the United States. During a recession, I'd much rather be a Caucasian than a person of color because the numbers say so. Yesterday was a weird day. Sam Bankman Freed apologized, said he made a mistake running FTX. He lost people probably $6 billion. He pledged to give anything he has in order to raise the $4 billion in capital FTX, uh, in capital that FTX needs so badly. Unfortunately, the finance cops, I know you're saying this sounds like a show on Fox, the world's most dangerous finance cops. They think shady activities went on. So he's going to be investigated because he also had some coins, which is basically a, a digital currency product. And he had a cur- uh, exchange where you can buy and sell coins. One minute. And the two shall never meet. It would be like me saying, hey, I can buy and sell you Apple. And I'm telling you, hey, you should really buy Apple. And I'm telling my mom, hey, you should really sell Apple. I'm going to make money off you, mom. I'm going to make money you off my best friend. That's a problem. Washington's filed a lawsuit against the Washington commanders. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess I feel really good. It feels like the billionaire owners who own NFL properties kind of write their own rules. Don't pay a lot of taxes because... The U.S. government's given them an antitrust uh, waiver. And all I'll tell you is um, Daniel Snyder just comes across as kind of a sleazy owner compared to the previous owner, Jack Kent Cook, who kind of a different America now. Maybe it's how we make our money that we, we change. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing tomorrow. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. So I always try to bring the real life into talking about money. And I can do it in funny ways and tell you, like, Michael Jackson didn't have an estate plan. What up with that? And you see his family fight over his song rights, his family fight over his estate for years to come. Prince didn't have an estate plan. What up with that? And you get Michael Jackson's a little bit of a media weirdo and Prince is a little bit of a media weirdo. But you, you're not. You have a spouse probably. You have kids probably. Have an estate plan so that your kids don't have to go out out like, mom and dad didn't have an estate plan. What up with that? They didn't have any goal. They didn't have any wants. They didn't have any desires for how this gets split. And my brother happened to marry a Republican and moved to Texas. And I happened to marry a liberal and moved to California. And like, whoa, now we're different people. And mom and dad just left us you know, to fight over their, 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 I don't know, remains, their ashes, their plans, their home. I want to live in the home. I don't want to live in the home. I want to live in the home. I want the cash from the home. Like have an estate plan. I try to make the real, very real. And if I can do it through Michael Jackson and, and Prince, sure. If I could tell you like Christina Applegate, her story is coming out right now. At one point in time, Maxim and people's most beautiful woman on the planet kind of thing. She's hot. She's sexy. She's all that in a bucket of chicken. And she's kind of my age. And I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And then she tells us that she's got multiple sclerosis and her, it's going down fast. Her, she's gaining a lot of weight. She needs a cane to walk. 
her health is going down fast with MS. I like stories like that because they tell you it's going to happen to me. It's going to happen to you. If you're looking at me and my spouse, you'd be like, oh, she's going to outlive you by 30 years, Rob. You better do some estate planning for her to, to remarry with your kids. And then as a loving parent, she was helping one of the kids fall asleep and uh dog fell asleep on her leg and she didn't want to wake up the dog. And it dislocates her kneecap, just slowly 50 pounds of pressure on your kneecap overnight. So she, I'm like, oh, you're not allowed to die before me because you're going to take care of me. You're going to be my long-term care. I don't need long-term care. Long-term care costs $100,000 a year in California. Paying someone to come, you know, change my diaper, give me pills, uh, push my wheelchair outside, whatever long-term care looks like to you, it's expensive in California. So seeing Christina Applegate, like her health decline, and then seeing my spouse's health decline, um, she couldn't walk. She literally couldn't walk. And she's like, childbirth was easier than a pinched nerve. And she didn't know she had a pinched nerve. The doctor didn't know she had a pinched nerve. Doctor thought it was a strained ligament from hiking. Nope. We're all mortal. And I had the fear of God put me this week that she's going to die before me. Like, maybe I do need long-term care. Maybe I didn't. What if I have one of those like slow dyers? Like, you know, you never see a vampire die slow. You always, you know, oh, you got me. I'm gone. But maybe I'm going to be a slow dyer like the cowboy westerns where you have to shoot me 10 times. I'm going to bounce around the rooms. And it takes 10 years to put me in the ground at $100,000. That's a million dollars, right? So my estate plan jarred my head this week and made me think, am I really, 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 really? Because like she got COVID for like a week this year. And then she had her leg go out for three days where I had to be Mr. Mom and do everything. I do make, I do make a mean street taco. I'm just telling you that. And my kid's like, uh, can you make cherry chicken teriyaki like to do at uh, sushi? I'm like, well, you're not supposed to eat chicken teriyaki at sushi. That's step one problem. But yeah, I can make that. So my estate plan changed a little bit this week, or at least in my head it did. Does that story work with you? Does it make any sense to you? I've got a father-in-law who he's the healthier of the two. So it, it's all well known that, you know, he, he bought, he built a, an extra room recently for his home, not for me to stay in, but for a nurse to stay in. Cause he doesn't want to take care of his wife, like state planning and dying. It sucks. We're going to talk about that and much, much more at a seminar coming up November 17th at Palo Alto at the Elms Lodge. Um, the first room sold out, so we we upgraded the room to the bigger room, so we have like 10 more seats. You can sign up at, wait, it's a little bit more than 10 more seats. See, I'm promoting right now, but it's filled up. It's it's really, it's going to be really, really nice. A week from now, I may not be on air because I may be hungover with happiness of getting out in public and, and, and talking about income and retirement. So I just talked about aging in your retirement years, and it sucks. I mean, literally my wife... Got her. She couldn't walk because a dog slept on her leg. No, not because she was hit by a car. No, no, no. Not because she had a cardiovascular event. No, 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 no. Not because she had a stroke. Uh-uh-uh. Aging sucks. And what you want to do is have income in retirement so that that isn't a problem. So you're not like, oh, I guess I'll wait till December. I'm going to wait 45 days to get my uh, knee checked out. Goal of the show is income in retirement. The goal of the show is for make you the greatest grandparent ever and an alcoholic father 
he was adopted. He was an orphan. So I didn't have on his side. I didn't have any, any grandparents. My mother's father died when she was two, two. And um, because I was the fifth child, my grandmother was old. I mean, she, she had already started getting into Alzheimer's disease, old timers, as I called it. I couldn't say Alzheimer's. So I'd say old timers. So I, I, I was robbed of a good grandparent. So I have grandparent issues. I've got daddy issues. I've got the greatest job in the world. Woo! Because this is therapy. And for the record, I went, I did a lot of therapy in my 20s. And I think it's the greatest thing in the world. And then in my 30s, I did some therapy. In my 40s, I did a lot of therapy again. To the point that my therapist knows who I am. He knew me before I met him. And I'm like, is this going to be a problem for you? Because you're kind of like a fan. And, um, yeah, but he's, he's actually, um, he's been incredible for me. I like that paid relationship of a friend because I don't make friends. I, I, I think everyone needs a friend. So, um, I know you're saying this boy needs a hug. Clearly no grandparents and an alcoholic father. No, like I'm yes. Okay. So what's happening on wall street today? Elon Musk sold more Tesla stock to save Twitter, a report says. Elon Musk said yesterday to Twitter employees, um, we're probably going to go bankrupt in the next two years. Now, if you were to say that to me, I'm looking for a job. I'm not staying there. Titanic. The captain says, we've hit an iceberg. It's okay. It's okay, but we've hit an iceberg. And if we don't solve something soon, we're going to be bankrupt in two years. I'm going to tell you, if Elon Musk gets Twitter into bankruptcy. It's going to be the greatest story ever. He's already messed that company up so much. I'm going to buy you. I'm not going to buy you. I'm going to buy you. I'm not going to buy you. I'm going to buy you. I'm not going to buy you. There's too many bots. There's not enough bots. I can solve the bot problems. I can't solve the bot problems. There's too many bots. There's not enough bots. And then he tells the advertisers who are pulling away from him because he's sending out Nazi memes. Uh, the advertisers are the problem. They're quitting. They're killing free speech. And now Twitter's losing too much money in a day. Don't send out Nazi memes, dude. Don't don't go Kanye on 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 your own company. He is destroying his own company. You're fired. I need you back. You're fired. I need you back. It's the worst corporate takeover ever. And if it does go bankrupt, it's going to be the best story ever. Like junk bond guy. Yeah, that's a good one. The 1989 stock market crash. That's a good one. But spending forty. Two billion plus dollars on a company that goes bankrupt. That is a really good one. So I don't know where Twitter goes. I, I can tell you I have a handle, Rob Black Show. I can tell you I don't, I'm not going to pay for a blue check mark. I'm not going to pay for the service on a monthly basis. Someone right now in Stanford or Berkeley is writing code furiously to make a Twitter that's better than Twitter, which I will, once again, I will give you the pitch and anyone's allowed to steal it if they want to. Sometimes on Twitter, I am going to the restroom. I'm going number two. And that's when I'm doing my tweets. I think someone should come up with a company that's called Pooper. Now, you could come up with, you could make it rhyme however you want. Another word that rhymes with uh, Twitter, twit, Pooper, right? I think that there's your business plan, ladies and gentlemen. If you make a billion dollars, leave me your toenails. That's all I ask. Oh, what else do we have? Um, 
the SEC said something yesterday that I think is worthy of note because as Bitcoin's blowing up, it's not regulated. And we know that it's not regulated. And if you read any of those mile-long agreements when you sign up to trade and buy and sell to, uh, uh, digital currencies, in there it says it's not regulated. So Sam Bankman-Fried took your money, your cash, and said, go ahead, go buy any coins you want to buy. Go. Here's your exchange. I'm good. To hear. I'm here for you, bro. Let's bro up. And what he didn't tell you was, we're not regulated. So I'm going to take your dollar and you're, I'm going to give you a, a coin, but I'm going to take your dollar and spend it on another coin. And you can't have two coins in one place for one unit. That's the way the system works. And when it failed, it failed magnificently. People are going to lose billions. Now, Gary Gensler, he's Security and Exchange Commission, um, used to be the head of the SEC. Um, he's talking about how orders are broken down and how stock market trading doesn't necessarily think he's the current uh, SEC commissioner. So Securities and Exchange Commission, he monitors the stock markets. A market is a buyer and a seller meet. Same thing with how brokers work. You have to have a buyer and a seller. And you got to treat the units that they bring to the table fairly. He doesn't think the retail investor is is well-treated, and I agree. Be careful out there, everyone. I'm Rob Black. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. Got an email from Sharon. After establishing a 529 account for anticipated college-bound students in our family in 2017, I would like now to use the remainder of the funds to earn my master's degree in education, or at least to get a teaching certificate in view of the current educator shortage. Please provide me with guidance as to the appropriate steps to take. I would like to earn my credentials from UC Berkeley and be able to instruct from middle school to law school levels. I don't know. I know nothing about uh, going back into the job market. I know nothing about getting teacher credentials. I thought the email was asking questions about 529 plans. But it does bring up a really, really interesting financial philosophy. She's going back to school to get a master's in education to become basically a substitute teacher or an educator teacher. In ca- and she wants to go to Berkeley. And she wants to teach middle school to law school levels, which that's kind of a big variance. I love the concept. I know I want to talk about this real quick. Um, you can go to college and your formal training could be to become a ballerina. It could become an English major. It can become a communication major. Then you can get into those fields, ballerina. What do English majors do? Write good emails. Whatever your degree is in, you can find yourself in a position where like, eh, I thought radio was going to pay more. TV was going to pay. My communications degree. Eh. I got to get in management. Exactly. Right. So you find yourself at 25. I don't really know how old Sharon is. I'm kind of assuming she's a little bit older. And I think that's cool that she's thinking about a career change or maybe a career lengthener. 
I got an email from our school system that said, basically, we need educators. If you want to come teach, we will find a job for you. And at some point in time, I retire from finance. I think maybe not. I can see myself doing a podcast once a week. Um, but I don't know. We'll figure something out. I'm not going to abandon you. But I could see myself in my 20s. If this didn't work out, I would have probably gone back to school, got a degree in coding. Or I would have found a government job that I would have been totally happy with, making $60,000 a year, retiring with a pension for 20, 30 years, going to Disneyland, going to Hawaii. I, I chose a much more creative path. And I'm good for it. I love when people bring up questions about going back to school. Just throw that down. Um, when you come up to a, a crossroads and you go, yeah, my first degree wasn't the greatest. Now what am I going to do? I think that's good. I think that's why second marriages work better than first marriages. Because now you're putting more reflection into the person you're going to be hooked up with for legal reasons. I love Sharon's question. I love that she's like, we're saving money for in 529 for our family. And again, that brought up like, who is this person? Because she didn't say my children. After establishing a 529 account for anticipated college-bound students in our family. You see where like it's a little vague to me? That's where financial advice doesn't work on the radio. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. This is the week where we said inflation started to slow. We saw some slowing in some previous readings, but Wall Street's starting to get it. There's going to be a teeter-totter when inflation starts coming down. But with interest rates going up, the teeter-totters for the risk of recession also going up. But when inflation starts coming down, are we able to jump off the teeter-totter fast enough to keep the jobs going in the up direction, sideways direction, or still in a healthy non-inflationary direction? It's a weird teeter-totter. It's more like one of those Japanese three-sided teeter-totters where you're like, how does this even work? Either the playground is a six-year-old, seven-year-old, and you're like, why are there three sides on this one? And you're like, and it spins. Yes. I was confused by playground toys as a child. Um, institutional money still coming in to crypto. That's very, very interesting with what's happening this week on crypto with the FTX debacle. What's interesting. If you listen to CNBC yesterday, or Bloomberg, they would get on other digital currency CEOs and they're like, I don't know what this nut job was thinking. And the, the interviewer would be like, uh, we treated him as a guru. You treated him as a peer. You loved him a year ago. Why do you think he's a nut job now? Ah, he was off the hinges. We, shall, we should have saw this one coming. Yeah, you create something that's worth $14 billion in three years and you, you go out and make the statement, I'm going to buy Goldman Sachs. Yeah, you're probably... Here's the funny thing about this. There's a little bit of me and Sam Bittman Friedman. Uh, Sam Friedman. Sam Fried. 
when I first got into the financial industry, think 1990s, right? Think 1990s, think a little like Stranger Things vibe, Friends vibe, uh, first season Survivor vibe in the world. I wanted to be Warren Buffett. My goal was he's not that good. I can take him down. And then about 10 years into it, I want to be Warren Buffett. Worthy of note. 800-516-1220 calls on the air. Crypto can't catch a break. Coinbase is making its second round of layoffs this year. Um, layoffs are a good thing if you want to fight inflation. Seeing the most speculative currency in the world, Bitcoin, collapse is a good thing because you need a sacrificial lamb. In our last housing crisis, we saw companies like Countrywide go completely out of business. They were a big mortgage company. So seeing a speculative crypto exchange go gone, believe it or not, it's a good sign. Killing speculation is a wonderful thing for long-term success. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.